Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Flames Fancast. Bit of a short turnaround for you, but we thought we're here watching the game Saturday night. Life's been really, really good because we're on a four-game win streak. Why not? Jenks yeah. not actually paying attention, I'm so totally let's, paying let's attention. try again. We're winning. We've won four in a row. That's all I heard from you. That's why, all I care about. Why not? Yeah, that's all I care about. We've won four in a row, and that's why we're talking to everybody right now. I know I said last podcast I'd be really, really happy if we took four four points from the eight games being Chicago, Columbus, Minnesota, and Nashville. We haven't dropped the puck yet on the Nashville game, and we are six points already, so I've got to say I am ecstatic. I am super happy that we've done that. We've just we've played well. We have played really, really well in those games, and dang, I feel good. It feels good to be a Flames fan right now. And let's just help the boys continue this because now tonight we're going to have a pretty depleted lineup with two major yeah. players. Well, I know we'll get to it later, um, yeah. but it's been great to see the team play the way that we all thought that they could play. And and quite frankly, whenever we had those rants last season saying we should be way better than what we are, or are we even that good anymore, or are we this and that? Well, we can honestly say with pure confidence that this team is very good. It's a competitor. Uh, the only thing I think is lacking is, again, consistent goaltending. But in fairness, Smith has won those last four games. He's been in net. And, and he's been great. I think... In recent years, we've played well against Nashville, but it's a great time to play Nashville right now to kind of litmus test our team, to see absolutely uh, can we do battle with the best? Can we hold our own against a team that's top in the, in the central division? Uh, how are we going to fare? And I think tonight's a big night, although we do have a bit of a crazy lineup, but it's going to be... It's going to be a fun game. I'm really going to enjoy it. And right now, it's, it's 8.02, so we're about six or seven minutes away from puck drop and uh i'm just i'm looking forward i'm super to it. excited too and i love our home record by the way nine three and two it's got to be one of the best in the league right now it's up there for sure it looks like san jose's got some similar same with vegas but i mean it's just good to see that our stadium is a fortress and you know if, if you have a record like that where you're almost where you're essentially tripling your losses into wins like that's that's going to be the biggest difference between how you perform in the playoffs as well, right? Because if you're, if you're as dominant as you are at home, that's a big, big advantage. Big, yeah. big advantage. And I know we, we do have, we do have uh, quite a few topics to touch on, although they may not be lengthy. But before we get into the game against Nashville, let's talk about, uh, in, in reverse order, what happened to in, in the game against Minnesota. So the big events being... Uh, the Doomba hit, uh, the Geo knee-on-knee, which resulted in a suspension, the Lomberg retaliation, and the, the Backlund injury. So Backlund's out indefinite, as you mentioned earlier, to mm-hmm. me, offline, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, bit of a worry. It's a bit scary when your coach doesn't give you... So typically, whenever you have an injury that looks serious, or at least somewhat serious... The coach will give you the day-to-day or week-to-week answer. Day-to-day means it's kind of, you know, we're monitoring it. It's not, it's not terrible. It'll be fine. Week-to-week is, okay, this is, it's decent. It's serious, but and not enough to keep him out long-term. The dreaded words of, you know, indefinite. Yeah, out indefinitely. It, yeah. It, that, that is terrible. So, but 
my guess, and I think most people are guessing the same thing, it, it's a concussion injury. Um, maybe a bit of a neck injury too, just because of the way the hit happened, but it's not good. And I know that we've been kind of hard on Backlund's performance this season, but it's still not good to no, we have don't, him out We don't want to lose that player, right? Absolutely not. When you, when you look at the lineup and you see Derek Ryan in that position, you, you, you immediately miss Backlund. What do you think it is? Concussion, I agree. It's, yeah. it's, what else can it be? Could be like a neck injury, kind of like, you know. No, it's it, a concussion. Just the way his head was down that's too, a, right? That's, and, and to get to it, to, it's, it's, I'm, and I know last pod we talked about Backland being that defensive forward, but we're just missing, we, he's not having the best season, but we still miss him in the lineup. He brings a lot to that, to the team. And not having him here tonight, I think, is going to hurt for sure. Mm-hmm. Having him out indefinitely is really going to hurt long term. But I hope our depth can cover it. I hope it gives someone a chance and they really step up and it makes hard decisions for Peters going down the road in terms of who he puts in his lineup. I had first thought that this was an opportunity for Neil, someone like James Neal, to yeah. step up finally and be like, okay, you know what? I need to show myself now. But I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, before you came over, and he made a good point saying, actually, line three is gelling pretty good, too. Like, do you really want to break line that Line three has changed tonight. I understand that. But, like, him and Jankowski are doing pretty good together. And so, at some I, point... I like, get that, but, I mean... Sometimes you don't want to break we're, up we're all expecting that kind of more chemistry. from James Neal, James Neal, right? Absolutely. And I think it is his opportunity still to show Peter something... At least show himself to be the guy that we expect him to be. But our, I mean, our biggest problem with him right now is that he's not. You know what? People rag on Derek Ryan, but the guy is effective more times than not when he's on the ice. Like it might be little things. It's not points in general, but you you know when the guy's on the ice, he's very active. He he makes sure he gets he does his role really well. Whereas James Neal, it's a very 50-50 thing. He gets on the ice. Sometimes you notice him. Sometimes you don't. But going back to James Neal, um, it's it's not really an opportunity for him because it's not his position. Yeah, but okay, we've been over this. But who who cares about that stuff? Because what they'll do is they'll put Bennett in the center. They'll They're put not Neal putting the Bennett left. in center though. It doesn't matter. On the second line, I can see. Bennett getting to the center position and then putting Neil on either the right wing or the left wing. It doesn't matter. We've been maybe playing. we'll see how the game shakes out and see if Neil. But you know how it is. Like we've been playing with like a whole can whack you, of left wing. Can you wings, honestly right? say though? And I know we don't have the ice time stats up, but I just feel like I haven't seen a lot of Neil on the ice mm-hmm. compared to other players. Well, we checked it and it wasn't even that bad. And that's that's why my my whole thing with him is that I wish I would just notice him on the ice and it feels like it's a total coin flip when he's on the ice whereas Derek Ryan I do notice more times than not he actually does something right I'll pull it up but I remember we were looking at it and uh it was between 12 to 14 minutes on average in the last five six games yeah that's true the reality is is that he is getting and I know I I just said it, it didn't feel like it was a guy you were seeing get consistent second line minutes all the time yeah you know? so let's look at this so in minnesota that's a lot of fluctuation though you're fluctuating on average 18 14 12 18 14 so let's call 15 it's not like 15 minutes is like low ice time no it's but not a lot but it's 12 low. yeah the well the chicago game he was benched in the third period okay let's look at these other numbers here five games one point yeah no the i mean the production is not there 
I mean, you and I will totally agree with that, right? Like the production points garbage. total this season, right? And we're talking about a guy who consistently gets over twenty goals a season for the last Jesus for the last eight or nine seasons. So it's not like he's not capable, but there's something going no, on here. Every right? season except the one where he was in the NHL, he's had 20 goals. Right. So every not season gonna make but that ours. This year. <laughs> We're just not. Under a flames. Dirt. Anyway, it might change. There's still a lot of games to be played. Um, this is an opportunity for him, I think, to kind of start showing himself to be at least tried on that second line. Um, it's, <laughs> it's an opportunity for the defenseman, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Because, and I, I know, I, I've been on the record saying, worried about Gio's contract and worried that he's getting older and not getting any better, but he has done nothing but prove me wrong. And he's been absolutely incredible this year. And what about Hamannick? You were, you were definitely against him last season. Again, prove me wrong, too. He's, <laughs> he's been a revelation this season. Yeah. He's been amazing. Like, yeah. These guys have played really, really well. And to the, uh, Brody, too. Mm-hmm. Brody, Brody makes me not miss Hamilton at all. None of these defenders make me miss no, Hamilton No, I haven't. Like, I, I not that look, I was going to miss him. I don't him, look but. back in, in, in regret and say, oh, Dougie, we miss you so much. Just no. these guys filled the void. And Lindholm, man. And Lindholm's a player, dude. He's a player. Like, those goals are pure. You know, when, when the he game comes on, it's just, I know you when you're, when you're by yourself, you just get in a comfy position and get the moisturizer out. It's just ready uh, to go. I don't know if I go that far. <laughs> Especially with George Canyon on the, uh, the television. Oh, you love George. <sighs> I could just feel the energy getting sucked out of the stadium again. Uh. Well, we talked about Backland. We talked about Neil. We're going to see how much of an opportunity it is. We're going to watch the first. Uh, You won't know again, but we'll be back in about 40 minutes, and we'll chat a bit about the national game, go forward. And you know what I thought we're going to do today? What are we going to do? We're going to talk about fast forward two years from now uh, and imagine the Flames in the Seattle expansion draft and what we look like. Oh, no. Okay. That's a good idea. We'll do that. Of course it's a good idea. All right. I'm I'm going to stop now. <laughs> Go. We're back. It's 1-1. Wasn't the best period for the Flames, but the one highlight, Shillington's first NHL goal, and it was a beaut. It was a beaut, and he's been flying since. So it's been uh it's already evident that we're missing Backlund and Gio. But uh, I think the guys are just, they're getting kind of used to that dynamic now, right? You got two key players missing. I think it was just good to kind of dust off this first period and let's just see what happens in period two, period three. I think they're going to come up way more. It was not our greatest period. No. Four shots, but I think so too. I think we're going to come out and show a bit more than we did in that first. Yeah, it just they were pretty flat outside of the goal, right? Like... It was kind of weird. It's almost as if they were kind of all out of sorts right now, so I'm sure they'll get a good chewing out in the first intermission here. Let's talk suspensions. Yeah. Geo's warranted? A bit of an unpopular opinion from you, but... Uh, Yeah, it is. You know, when you watch the replay, when when you watch anything in slow motion, it always looks worse. But... In real time there, it's very hard for someone to convince me that he actually meant to do the knee-on-knee. All he was trying to do is trip the guy. Yeah, okay, it's not it's not like ideal. You don't want to do that. It's still kind of a dirty play. But 
I really don't think he was trying to knee on knee. Like, he's not that kind of player. I know he's had a couple knee on knee situations throughout his career, but that's a long span of time. And really, like, you have to watch those replays in real time, in my opinion, to really make a proper judgment call, not slow motion. What sure, but he's suspended two games. And if, if he well, didn't mean to I do it, why is he suspended two games? Well, I mean, it's still dirty play, right? It just So it, is the Doomba hit. He's not suspended. Yeah, but the Dumba hit, yeah, and he should be suspended. I'm not going to disagree with that. I know. He leaves his feet. And like you said, after. you watched it ten times, and the puck is gone. Yeah, the puck is nowhere fucking near the area at that point. So, if anything, they should have suspended him for a fucking late hit. Um, in terms of him leaving his feet, though, like, again, it's the slow motion thing versus real time. And quite honestly... You know, when you watch the replay, he doesn't leave the feet until after he makes the contact. So it's kind of like, but we're talking split seconds here. And he's still, he's still in his mind knows that he's going to leave his feet and make that hit. Because he's smaller than Backlund, right? So he's got to have all that leverage If, if he, he knows in his mind that he's leaving his feet to make that hit, it's you, a dirty you, play. you suspend that guy. Absolutely. No, he should if be suspended. If he's premeditated, decided, I'm leaving my feet to hit him. I, good, thanks, but that's 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 a major and that's charging. Yeah. And he, there was no penalty even given on the play. I guess like how I look at it is that hit was completely unnecessary, right? It's a play where it wasn't going to keep the puck in the zone at all. Like it's already had momentum but, getting out of know, there. You know, I don't understand that that part where it's unnecessary because it's a part of the game. It and is a part the of the game. If player's got the puck, he's he's he can be hit. Yeah, but dirtiness is not part of the game. No, I mean, that part's unnecessary. But, I mean, the fact that a player trying to hit Backland, that, that can be not deemed as n- n- unne- not necessarily unnecessary, but you're allowed to hit him. That kind of hit, maybe it's a judgment call saying that's too much at that point, which I would say, why are we doing that when it's a 2 nothing game with seconds left? All these guys Not we, are- but them. But all these guys are perpetually competitive guys. So they're, they're going to get caught up in the heat in the moment. And you can't judge the guy for doing what he did in the sense that he's just trying to win the fucking game or try, tie the game in his case, right? It's the well, same but with that's, that's not trying to win the game there. No, sorry. But it's trying – no, well, it, he's trying to tie the game. He's got to get back at these guys somehow. That's I what he's thinking. I don't even think that's trying to tie the game. That's trying to – you think it's trying Her, to injure him? That's trying that that's trying to make someone suffer for beating them. Yeah, but that's part of competitiveness in hockey. It's not no, like we it's not you, like we've okay, never. I seen don't that. like the term intent to injure, because intent to injure, uh, there's a lot of range from I wanna I wanna make this guy feel hurt when he gets up in the morning to I wanna break this guy's leg. There's a huge difference there. And I have a hard time believing that there's any hockey player that actually gets out there and wants to like make sure this guy can't get out of bed the next day. I'm pretty sure there's no well, player like that. Think, think about even when you had the whole Todd Bertuzzi thing. I don't think Bertuzzi wanted to ruin Destroy the guy's the career. Guy's li- or his life, or mind his, you. Yeah, he, d- he didn't want to do that. And the, the negative effects on Bertuzzi were massive as well, right? And Again, it comes down to the these guys are Unless, built and bred a certain way. They, they just want to win, and they get all caught up in the moment, right? And... Quite honestly, like athletes in general, including us, well, probably me, I'll speak on, on my behalf. athletes here. No, but we, I mean, we've, we play pretty high level in our day. And like, I've done some pretty stupid shit too, 
right? When you get caught up in the moment, you do dumb shit. Done and, and will do. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there's no shortage. I still have a few more years but, left. In but me, you but never wanted to injure anyone. No, but like, I mean, I've come close to wanting to break somebody's legs. But like, you never but did. But I never did. Uh, exactly. But again, it's the same. Wanting with, to break someone's leg and acting on breaking someone's right, leg are very different thing. things. It's the same thing with the geo play. The only thing he wanted to do is make sure that he didn't have a he didn't have an opportunity in our zone because Gio knew he was beat. So he was just trying to trip him. Was he trying to do neon knee? Fuck no. I don't think Gio's got that character in him. I, Same with Dumba, I, I right? agree. Well, Dumba, but, I, I don't... I, Dumba I, took it too far. It's did, not that but, he was trying to hurt the guy. It's that that's dirty and that's a, that's a suspension. Yeah. The guy, I don't know who's watching these hits, but he's he's left his feet and the, pucks are, the puck is gone. And... Yeah, it's, it's done. It's done. There's nothing we can do about it now, but it's just a bit absurd. It's uh, it's sad that the NHL safety Dennis is still with us, Jake. Yeah, the problem is, is that I think fans wouldn't have been so mostly Flames fans because if you read all these Minnesota fans on Twitter, like they're like, ah, it's clean, it's clean. You guys don't know hockey. It's like, well, you actually don't know what you're talking about. That's okay. You have your right to your opinion, but it probably would have made Flames fans a little more easy if they saw the NHL is reviewing the Dumba hit. Just say that you're at least reviewing it because it's reviewable. It's a late hit. It's it's definitely some intent to hurt the guy. And, you know, the shoulder was up. And, frankly, Dumba is shorter than Backlund. So there's no way that Dumba's shoulder should be that high. Like, yeah, Backlund was is a little Dumba bit hunched. Is Dumba shorter than Backlund? I think so. Dumba's quite big. He's not that big. He's not? No. And Backlund's head was down a little bit, and you know, fine. You, you can you can criticize Backlund for having his head down in the NHL. You can't have your head down in the NHL. We saw a play with Mangiapane in the head first down. period here, head down, and there's nothing we could say about that other than, well, fucking keep your head up, buddy. Like you got to keep your head up. <laughs> and we even said Mangiapane's running scared this period because yeah, after that kind of hit rattles you, right? Yeah, after the hit, he's been less effective and. That's why these guys get hit when they do that. He's not used to getting hit like that at Stockton. No. And so, like, again, see, now they're showing the GL replay right now on TV. And it's obvious. He goes up to him. He's saying sorry. He, he's got his hand up like, okay, I, I wasn't trying to hurt you, bud. But he beat him, and he was just trying to trip him really quick. Like, again, no, no intent to go knee on knee, but it just happened to be that way. And so, anyhow. I love this question. Do the Flames have goaltending? Yes, we do. Yeah, we have two goalies. It should be, is the Flames goaltending any good? Yeah. To the Flames. Not a fan of our ex-operations president or whatever the fuck title he had. But anyway, um, agreed that Dumbo should have been at least reviewed. Uh, but the Geo thing again, dude, I, I don't know what to tell you. What I mean, about that Columbus game? 9-6 Flames. Fuck. <laughs> what do you mean what like about every, it and that's our response right away <laughs> just a fucking barn burner man like there's no defense no goaltending like basically Brodsky every shift eight yeah and that doesn't happen ever no and uh it's just one of those games right and i'm just glad we just we got ahead of that whole thing because i think it was what seven five at one point and i was like and when they it was seven four and then columbus made a seven five and i was like oh fuck here we go like it was one of those games where like okay that should be good enough lead two goals but because it's seven five you're like fuck me this could be 
8-7 in a matter of two minutes the way this is going. I remember being down 4-1 and thinking, you know what? We've played really well lately. <laughs> we, this, we've, earned, we've earned a night off. <laughs> this is just – this. It's gonna. We're just gonna lose this one, and it's okay because it's a tough team on the road. And then, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> and they were nice goals. It wasn't like kind of shit goals. Like, like Lindholm picked out a corner again, right? Uh, Monahan had a good. Goodrow fucking made a mockery of those defenders. Yeah, he did. Right, and got your favorite Bobrovsky in five hole. <laughs> Didn't have you know, a stick down. Maybe I I don't. Uh, the volume is off, but these questions. What do the Flames need? Do the, the oh my gosh. This is why he's no longer working for the Flames. Uh, well, they need uh you know a Stanley Cup, or nine. <laughs> Stadium where we can actually have bathroom access. An arena. <laughs> An arena. Uh, sorry. What were we talking about? We were talking about the Columbus game. And, uh, oh, right. You know what I don't understand is that when these goalies are sliding across, where's their stick? Like, why isn't their stick blocking the five hole? Yeah. Even on that, Smith didn't get a score on five hole in this game, but I mean, even then, his five hole was wide open when But if you've got that stick us. down on the five hole, you, you've got. you got a higher chance I can't, of saving I can't. It. I know nothing about goaltending, so I can't think this has got to be a revolutionary idea, but it just seems yeah, I, I, strange that goalies aren't trying to block the five-hole more because that's the only spot they leave open and shooters go for it a lot. Mm-hmm. If you put the stick there or you find a way to put the stick there, maybe it's about momentum and moving across and shifting your weight. I don't know, but if you found a way, you'd, you'd be incredible as a goaltender. Incredible. Mm. Yeah, hell of a goal by great, Shillington. Great response, Jank. I, dude, I don't mm. know what to tell you. Mm. Shillington. <laughs> I, mm. I agree with you. I'm just kind of captivated by Shillington's goal. I, I was really hoping for this guy to get something here soon because I didn't want him to get sent back down to the A. Not that he has right like, any chance to get that done anyway in the next two games here, but like I, he he seemed very C C plus since he got called up. Like he was on the fringe. Like I think. There were some games where it was like, okay, he's probably going to get scratched. He wasn't that good. It was just nice to see him score because he was doing so, so well this season in the A. Here's, here's a bit of a hypothetical for you. The fact that we've got these players who are stepping up, who are emerging and looking strong on the, on the blue line. When Stone comes back, then what? And I know we've discussed well, this before, but like really, playing anyway. really, then what? He keeps scratching Stone. Fuck it. He's, I'm not playing him. Why would you play him? Well, we've got Valiamaki injured. Yeah, so when Valiamaki comes suspended. back, yeah, when Valiamaki comes back and Gio's back on the lineup too, then yeah, unfortunately, the likelihood is that Shillington's going to go back to the A, and that's, that's fine. Let him keep playing there. He's done well there. You know, he's, aside from the goal today, he hasn't been anything great. Right. To be honest. Absolutely. And it's the same deal with Anderson last season, right? Like, when he got called up for those last 10 games, he wasn't anything spectacular, but this season he's really stepped it up, right? So these guys, defenders need time. we've definitely got a guy we can move out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, fuck it. Like, get rid of Stone. Like, if you can somehow package him out of here, do it. Um, unfortunately, I don't think we have the luxury to 
have a percentage of his contract and offload him like we did with Brower. And I think we have somebody else like that right now too. We can't just sit mean? there. So if we were to try to Brower get rid was of... bought out, right? I know, but if we were trying to get rid of a player in a trade like a Stone who hasn't really played many games, a lot of teams will be like, well, we'll take him, but you got to take half his contract. Right, retain some salary. Yeah, so we don't really have the luxury to do that. Um, that said... Do you just put him on waivers and, and just let him go back down to the A and then you can just leave that scratch spot open for whoever you want to call up outside of Stone? It doesn't really matter in the end. I think we're you not can get something him. for Stone. I don't know if you can. You know what? Arizona would give you something for a player like that. What would you expect to get out of him? Because I don't Draft see anything. Pick, yeah, maybe, second round pick. I don't know. if we, Do you think we can get a second round? I think we can get a second round. I'd do Stone. that tomorrow. But I, I don't know. We don't need we uh, to the point we don't really need anyone else. We need a draft pick. Sure. I mean, our scouting has improved substantially. I mean, again, we. Well, talked I'd be about really this, upset if we made a if we made a deadline day acquisition that was for a rental player and we gave up our first round pick. Unless it's an absolute elite player at the rental market that's going to slot in where. You know, would you would you disrupt that first line? No. No, I don't feel like it's in our organization's DNA to get a rental player. I don't. I don't remember the last time we had one. We get we get the we get the poor man's rental players, man. Yeah, we don't go out and go for the big ones. We go for the poor ones. Yeah. We go for the ones that don't cost very much. And Chris Stewart, maybe was he a bit of a rental? He was <sighs> kind of hope for a best, right? Wow. I hope mean, for the best. That's not a. That guy was nowhere near the caliber <laughs> hey, of being a he rental. he came to our team, and he went straight to the first line. Which was fucking bullshit. That was when Sammy was actually making a good stint on the first line. And Brilliant Gullitson says, Oh, we got Chris Stewart split on the first line. Uh. And then all of a sudden, Bennett starts playing like shit for the rest of the season. Fuck, that was stupid. <laughs> God. I'm so glad we don't have him as a coach anymore. Anyhow, we were gonna do something. We are. We're gonna do it though after the. Uh, okay. We gotta be after the second, but uh, it's all the second is almost on here. What we're gonna do when we come back is we're going to envision the Seattle expansion draft and what the Flames do. Mm-hmm. So the current rules would be we can either protect any eight players, I think, mm-hmm. or oh two goalies and eight players. So you can protect two goalies and eight players, or one goalie, 3D, and seven forwards. This is going to get tricky, though, because we have a couple guys that are ending their co- their contract ends this season. And we'll have a look at it, and we'll just say... It'll be a shortened we'll, roster. We'll hypothetical. We'll, we'll, we'll theorize here. We'll, we'll just we'll, call we'll, an AHL guy up or something we'll like just, that. We'll, we'll maybe go with the current roster or something like that, or say... Say say a Shillington's got a roster spot or sure that's I think that's what we need to do yeah we'll 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 add our own spin we'll, on we'll, it we'll but it'll be close it. yeah, it'll be we'll close it. people will get it so we, I mean and for you it'll be instantaneous but for us it'll be forty minutes so we'll touch base <laughs> <laughs> yeah we after don't the know second. anything uh, hopefully we have a better period here and as well, we soon, need to fucking step it up. Yeah. Let's call well, spade a spade. That much is true. And once again, Neil is proving to be a ghost on the ice. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because when Shillington scored, I thought it was Neil, and I was so excited because I thought, wow, if Neil gets a goal like that, he's really going to be fired up. 
because I saw the eight on Shillington's jersey, and I thought, oh man, that's going to be a really nice, even token to get him started. And you know, mm. lo and behold, it, uh, it. This is a really these guys in their gum. That's that's. We are looking at Brad Treloving and Martin Jelena chewing gum. No, not okay. chewing gum, just smacking the chew. Smacking gum, like they're baseball players. Anyhow, we'll be back. Game starting. For you, it'll be. We'll it'll be back be, soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're back. It was a much better period for the Flames. We're up 2 1. Sorry, I was just <laughs> drinking my drink there. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the pause. Uh, what do you think? Uh, looking good value or what? Yeah, I think we'll pull it out. You know, Nashville didn't look too threatening that period. We really stepped it up. We played more Calgary Flames hockey. I think I think we'll do it. I think we're lucky Nashville's got the injuries that they have because they're just not looking. We, we look really depleted this game too. And you, you notice that power play? We really miss Geo. Oh, absolutely. Like it's just there's no quarterback. And we're missing Backlund too. You can just when these key players are missing from these games, you can just tell it's. It's really, it's, it's really shitty. It's one of those games that like you just want to grind out. It, it, we're not like looking nothing pretty. Just get it. Yeah, done. we're not extraordinarily better than the other team. They're not better than us. It's just kind of fucking whiff waff, just going back and forth. And let's not forget, we're right back in action on Sunday uh, in Edmonton. Big game. Yeah, huge game. So it'd be nice if we could. Huge, <laughs> huge. Keep it going into that. It's and huge. I, I, I really, really want to win that game. Oh, dude. I, I really want to win every does. game, but I really, really, really want to win. Oh, it would just be so nice to see their fans cry after they're living up this little temporary high with their new coach and, and whatnot. Right. Let's, let's do this. So imagine apparently the Seattle team is coming in in 2021, 20, 22. Is that right? Yeah, that's the season. So it's a while from now. So they'll be drafting in the summer of 2021. And. Theoretically, we'll have a lot of contracts that will be up by then, but people who will still be signed with the Flames then are Johnny, Monaghan, James Neal, Backland, Lindholm. And that's it for the forwards. And then for defense, Geo Hannafin. Yeah. Now, it's a safe bet to assume that we're going to try and get Brody and Hamanich contracts. And Valimaki is uh RFA that year. We're going to want to keep Valimaki. We're going to want to keep Anderson and Shillington. Yeah, we're still paying Troy Brower by the way. We are. 1.5 million. We bought him out. Yeah. So that sucks. Anyhow, okay. Keep going. So, here's what I think we're going to do. Obviously protect Goudreau, Monahan, Lindholm. Kachuk will have a contract. Bennett will probably have a contract. That's five forwards. Yeah. You Backlund's got a no trade, so I think we have to protect Backlund unless he waves it. And that leaves us protecting any one of six. James Neal, maybe we might expose him. Maybe I think not. we'll definitely expose him. Yeah. If he I plays think the so. way he's playing and at 5.75 a year, forget it. No, and no need to protect him. You know, you him. were saying it's a bit tough to look at right now, but on the forward side, we're in good shape mm-hmm. because. I think we'll definitely be able to protect seven forwards. It's just that we probably won't be able to protect all the D because don't forget, if you've got a one- or two-year professional, you don't have to put him on the protected list. 
But at that point, by 2021, my guess is that all our talented defenders will have played at least two Exactly. Seasons. So you'll have Shillington, Anderson, Hamannick, Brody, Hannafin, Gio. Gio, you have to protect because he's got a no trade, I think. So Hamannick, Brody, and I, I, who are you? Out of our defensive core right now, what Who are the, the three you protect? Fuck is yelling outside. Um, can you hear that shit? Oh, hang on, I'll go look. God. Um, okay, so sorry, you're asking me who we protect out of the defense. Well, at that point in time, uh, you obviously, if Gio's playing the way he's playing this season, by then. You, it's a no-brainer. You protect him. I think you still protect him regardless. Okay, you've got. Um, let's just take our decor but, right now. But think about it though. It, yeah, are you saying the decor right now, the way they're performing right now? No, or? no. For the for the longevity of your franchise, mm-hmm. and from a from a GM's perspective, you've got Geo, Hannafin, Brody, Hamannick, Anderson, Shillington, Valamaki. Seven I, guys. Honestly, you don't you don't protect Gio. He's going to be 38 by then, okay. and he'll be a UFA the next season. And it's unlikely they're going to take that hit. And they the cap, won't take right? 6.75. So I think you but, just play the numbers you game. You might there. have to protect Gio because he's got a no trade. Yeah, okay. But I think, I think Gio's the kind of guy that you can reason with, be like, listen – Likelihood is they won't take you. Please waive this. Why would he say? Why but, would why would he do that though? Why why wouldn't he? He's probably at the cusp of retiring at but, that point. I mean, your family gets relocated to Seattle. <laughs> well, that's you got to think from the human perspective for Dude, these guys. Seattle's right? a beautiful city. I know that. I'm not saying it's not, but he's thinking I'm settled here. My family's here. My kids are here. My well, wife's one here. One season. One season is not going to kill this guy. <laughs> It's one I season. I mean, I'm with you. I'm all franchise-based, right? I'm, yeah. I'm for the good of the franchise. So but I, is Gio just going to wave it because the Flames say, hey, bro, do uh, us a solid? I'm, I'm assuming that he will at that point. He will be 38 by that point. I think he will. All right. So I think. What do you think? What are the three you put? Pr- I don't think he does. If we ask him, I don't think he does. We'll see. Uh, I don't think it's going to get to that point. I don't think we're going to have to ask him because I think we have to protect him because he's got that no-trade clause. Yeah, okay. I it might be a no movement clause, but I'm I'm not sure. Well, you're definitely protecting Hannafin. That's a really decent contract. I think he's gonna only get better. Brody, I mean, we'll see if we even sign him at the end of uh what is it, twenty twenty, twenty twenty one is why when he's the UFA. We sign Brody? I know, it's a no brainer to sign him, but I'm just saying that if we're at a point where we might find value for him in a, in a trade. I don't know. Maybe some travel traveling sees something, right? If you look at know. these numbers right now, you've got honestly. Would you Hamannick resign him at that price uh, before this season? The way he was playing the Brody? last two seasons at four point six. Yeah, he wasn't playing that good last no, couple I seasons. I wouldn't. Well, would I now? Yeah. Yeah, now for sure. It just seems like that contract was spot on for Brody to be honest. Yeah, the money's not the problem. I think it's a matter of re-signing him. I That, or, or that was a fair him. contract for all sides cuz Brody is all things considered a 4.6 million dollar player in the NHL in my opinion. Looking at some yeah. of these other contracts that we looked at these teams the, the Minnesota paying their defensemen. Oh fuck. Gross. Suitors gross. Out of control overpaid. Hamannick. My original question still stands. You got those out of those seven players. Yeah. And I'll name them again. Brody, Hannafin, Gio, Hamannick, Anderson, Shillington, Valimaki. 
which three are you if – you, if you protect any three, which three do you protect and you're the GM? So you've got to factor all things GM into this. Best players, age, I'm probably potential. protecting – at this point in time, I'm probably protecting Hannafin, Brody, and Hamannick. No, you're going to leave Valimaki exposed? Well, by that time, I guess he's already fulfilled the three seasons, right? Yeah. So I have to protect him. Okay. I, I, but, I'm saying you have to protect – any of those three. Then it would be yeah, Valimaki. I'd say all seven of those are exposed. It'd probably be Valimaki over Hamannick to protect. I mean, the reality is this. Is, is Valimaki going to be this good for the remainder of the next three seasons? I think so. But I, mean, I mean, I think you have there's to. There's a bunch of stuff in the air that here that we can't, we have to assume, right? I think Brody's going to play great from here on. If, this, if there right? was the expansion draft tomorrow and you had... And you could only protect three of these seven defensemen. Who do you pick? Tomorrow? Well, Tomorrow. then Giordano for sure. Gio. Brody for sure. Brody. And probably Valimaki for sure. And then you're probably losing Hannafin. Probably, because that's a good contract. So it could come down to something like where we lose Hannafin or a, Val- or a Valimaki type player. I certainly hope not. Um, Basically, what we're stipulating here is that I think the Flames are going to lose a D in this expansion draft. It's possible. At the, at the rate at which this is going. I mean, if you're Seattle, you're definitely picking one of these if guys. If you're looking at the contract numbers right now, it'll look like we'll have some first or second year pros in the forwards at this point. We'll have our guys locked up and protected in the forwards because you can protect seven. And our D is g- going to be the ones that are exposed. Yeah. I don't think we have to worry about our goaltending situation at that point because we still can't seem to get a... Good one going. And well, Smith can, is going to be... You're going to protect one goalie, right? Yeah, we're no, definitely not re-signing Smith, I'd, I would think. And I mean, we're either going to sign a goalie or we're going to have... Well, no one's going to pick our a goalies. A Gillies, a Riddick, or a Parsons. Yeah, and if one of those guys pan out, great. And we can protect one of them anyway, so no big deal. The goalie's a non-issue, I'd say here. But is there, isn't there anything where if we don't protect any goalie that we can protect one more player or anything like that like how did i don't think uh, well so. i guess pittsburgh you have, got two, you have two choices right yeah okay anyhow um and of course there's you always make side deals with uh the team so who are you protecting because obviously the forwards you and i agree we could protect the main guys. i think the forwards is just a wash yeah you're good you're, you're good, good on the forwards, forwards but on defense who are you protecting today or in well tell me today and in what you think is today at this very moment and assuming I'm going to lose one of them, let's assume I'm going to lose one defenseman. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. There's it's a tough. fucking party going you on. You know what? Upstairs. I'm protecting probably Geo Hannafin and Valimaki. Okay. I mean,. Just because I'm, I'm, I'm biased towards young players, and I think, I just think they do have a lot of potential. I think Hannafin still has a lot of potential, and I think Valimaki has a lot of potential. Valimaki, hands down for sure. And Hannafin will get. I better. don't want to lose Brody or Hamannick. They're bona- They're they're solid guys, but I've seen Hannafin. Hannafin. <laughs> I've seen Hamannick play well. I've seen him play poor. Play bad. And He's playing very well though this year. I if he plays d- I like would this, be so oh, I'd be so low to lose one of those young guys. 
I'd hate it so much. Well, the much. good news for you, Tyler, is that we don't have to worry about it for tomorrow. But by no. 2021... Um, and you know what? The draft rules will probably be different by then. True. And I think, again, if Giordano decides to waive the NTC, I think you, that's yeah. a no-brainer well, not to I protect. Think even, but. even if he doesn't, I think uh, you have to protect him. Are you sure the NTC is protected with... It says no movement, but I don't see the Flames... I think we've. I think someone has a contract that has a no movement clause, but. Well, it's uh, oh, hang on a <laughs> second. No trade clause. But it but it's starting in 2020 to 2021. Yeah, it lists so. 19 teams he can be traded to. So, it's a conditional NTC, and to me that means that we can probably just sort of not protect them because. It's a long way away. Well, whatever. We'll deal it's with that when time away. comes. But. I don't. I don't protect Giordano at twenty twenty one, again. I I don't. I don't either. If I don't have to. Yeah, because again, dude, he's gonna be thirty eight. I mean, it's that's it's getting up there. You're getting to Chris Chelios territory, and like at that point, I don't know how you, effective you're gonna be. And you're UFA the next season. Like, are you really gonna sit there and try to protect the guy in the name of like other I, I, younger guys? I don't. Guys? I don't think we protect him unless we have to protect him. Yeah, that's. It's going That's to be interesting it. for sure, and if pending any changes to the entry draft, um, we got a lot of work to do and protect. Our defense is going to be the biggest threat in terms yeah. of being. So if you draw any conclusion from this, is that we're probably losing a defender like we did, which last is very time. sad. Yeah, we worked so hard to fucking finally scout all these guys, and it's just going to be taken away to an entry level thing, and. I don't mind the expansion. Like I think Seattle deserves a team more than a lot of the teams in the NHL. Like it's overdue in my opinion. But maybe a movement of a team would have been better. Uh, I can I get that we need to even out maybe the conferences because I think the East has one more team than the West, or vice versa. But uh, I would have rather a team be moved than another expansion draft because I think it does really fuck up people's shit here. You know, like, you have a team well, like the Flames. exactly half the teams make the playoffs and half don't. Yeah, and I get that too, but you're punishing teams that have finally revamped their scouting system and are actually developing players. Are you, though? Uh, you could because, be. Because, I mean, it's coming in later. If you if your scouting is solid and you... Well, they are with us, And these guys example, start right? joining your team a year or two down the road, they're automatically protected. You don't have to protect them. I know, but keeping all things constant, by 2021, you and I are both agreeing that we're going to lose at least one defender. Likely. The and way it's going to be a good defender. Is shipping out now. And it's going to be a good defender. Probably someone with potential. Yeah, well, and maybe, maybe, maybe we do like a... Eight and two. I don't. I don't yeah, know. I, I'm not sure. I don't know, but well, if we're still doing the podcast by then, it'll be good to have that conversation compared to this one. But it would suck to lose somebody after we've finally just changed. The, we turned a new leaf on this whole scouting and and developing thing. But again, I I like the Seattle thing. So I. I It'll I'm, be, I'm very apathetic in that respect, You know what? Respect, if it right? gets really hairy for us and we're one of those teams that you think, oh my gosh, we're going to lose someone incredible, I think we could probably swing a deal with Seattle, but who yeah, knows? Yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Should we leave it there? Let's do it. I think we're done. Third period left for tonight. Hopefully we get the win against Nashville. Tomorrow in Edmonton, big game. Go. Flames go. I apologize to all listeners that I haven't sworn nearly as much this time. <laughs>
or rant it as much this time. I felt like I need to calm it down for just one episode. Jank will be back in a week or two with uh, the Oh, rage. we're playing the Oilers. Jank will be back <laughs> by the next podcast. Let's not fucking joke each other. He's back here. already. I'm already back. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Um, as I've mentioned before, I know this enriches our experience, and we hope what we do here gives you a little bit of joy and insight and fun around the flames. It's all about having fun watching the flames and having a good time and talking and bonding and for the team. having just laughs with flames fans. And we like it when that happens. And Jesus Smith, what a fucking weak goal. Yeah, that was bad. That was, was really that bad. five hole? No, nah, it was, you know, you know how he lets it in over his pad and you got to make that save and dude next to the side of him. He thinks he's got it in his side, and uh, like he's it's like it's, watching. He's clutching his arm in against his body, where he thinks he has the puck, and it just trickles through, right? You're just fucking waterboarding me with this shit sometimes, man. Like it's so frustrating to watch that happen. Like just trickles in. Look at that. Yeah, between right arm and right torso. Like he doesn't even turn his head. Like most Anyhow. goalies will turn their head and be like, "Where the fuck is that puck?" I need a drink. Jank you gotta needs make nine. a save, man. You gotta make that save, buddy. It's two-two now, so. Fuck. <laughs> well, what a way to end the podcast. Just end it now. This is <laughs> fucking brutal. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back with episode thirty-four in a week or two. I hope we kick the living hell out of the Oilers. You can contact us at Flames Fancast on Twitter. That's all for today. Have a good one. Go Flames, go! Bye-bye.